0: Welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. It's a journey through the stories impacting rural economies and country lifestyles. Jay Madison's Rural America is also a production of Jefferson County Economic Development. Now here's Jay.
1: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to J. Madison's Rural America. I am Jay Madison. For better or for worse, that's me. I'll I'll wear it until the day I die. And welcome to J. Madison's Rural America podcast. I have our two outstanding co-hosts, one here in the studio with me, the one, the only Alan Waltz, the radio diva from years <laughs> gone by. Hi, Al
0: happy new year
1: (laughs) 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 and on the phone with us today calling from this northern command center out there in the great white north near Sackets harbor new york is mr ron robbins how you doing ron
2: i'm doing awesome jay happy new year to you and al um we're out here we're We're basking in the sunshine and the 45-degree temperatures today and uh, digging out of uh, what turned out to be quite an interesting Christmas weekend.
1: (laughs) Boy, I guess so. A little bit of snow out there. Now, Al, you live... (sighs) Calcium. Calcium. Just north of Watertown. How much snow did you get up there? It, well, it,
0: it had to be uh, close to four feet, I guess. Uh, yeah. Somewhere between three and four, I, I would yeah. imagine. I've I, heard I, well, some There's an amazing, amazing amount of snow
1: on the ground. <laughs> but it,
0: the, it's the drifting yeah. that uh, was really wild. I haven't seen snow sculptures like that in years.
1: Wow. Now, uh, Ron, you live near Sackett's Harbor. How much snow did you get?
0: Well, you know,
2: right here at the farm... Probably not much more than a couple feet. Uh, but the drifting was unbelievable. And the wind, I mean, just total light outs for three days straight. Yeah, that wind is amazing. Yeah. But it's interesting how Sackett, we're only two miles uh, you know, southeast of Sackett's. Sackett's had way more snow than we did um i would estimate they had close to four feet there and then of course city of watertown is just that just blew my mind i yeah we went in um i guess it was tuesday night and uh took my mom out to dinner because we hadn't seen her all weekend and uh i said to my to nancy i said this is like Armageddon here, there's
1: just tunnels. <laughs> it, it, it was amazing, yeah. It, it, it is. I mean, I, I the storm had gone north for a while out of Watertown, and I needed to come up to town, so I drove up. And uh, Arsenal Street, which is uh, New York State Route 3 through the, through the center of the city, one of the main arterials through Watertown, uh, that is normally a five lane highway there's a right hand turn uh, a right through lane a uh, a left hand turn lane for both directions then you know the same thing on the other side a left hand you know a, a through lane and then a right hand turn so five lanes of highway uh, on Arsenal Street well at that point it was down to uh, three lanes uh both right hand turn lanes on both sides were didn't exist there was uh so much snow had been plowed up that there was basically the through lane for each side and then that center left hand turn lane and that was it that was all that was open at that point now i just want to point out that i live down in lorraine which is the snow belt on the tug hill where we normally would get you know where nobody wants to live. Where nobody <laughs> wants to live, which is fine with me. And, and we hardly got anything. The, uh, we might have two feet of snow.
0: It's it's amazing. A completely different pattern to the uh, snow accumulation.
1: Uh, well, what it is, is um, I don't know if you realize it, Robin Stevenson, Uh, just started working here for Jefferson County Economic Development uh, a couple months ago. She's an economic development specialist for us, and she lives up along the St. Lawrence River. And I warned her at the time, I said, you know, I I do weather forecasting here to, you know, very, very, very amateur weather forecasting, if you want to call it that. And so you're going to get a lot of snow this winter. And she said, no, 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 I don't live in the snow belt. I said, you're going to get a lot of snow this winter. She's got (laughs) a lot of snow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's Uh, wild how it blew up the river like
2: that. (laughs) Yeah. Of course, that southwest wind, it was interesting, you know, watching the forecast and listening to the National Weather Service discussion of how, you know, they expected that wind to shift to more west and northwest, which it really never
1: did. Yeah. No, it barely made it down to us. It It stayed north of us the whole time. It did skim us for a little bit, but their forecast had 48 inches of snow for my place, and we didn't even come. Got close it at my it.
2: house instead.
1: <laughs> I feel. Well,
2: bad. I can tell you, life on the farm uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was uh, was a real challenge. So kudos to all the farmers out there for. Getting through the weekend, uh, we did have to dump two tractor trail loads of milk. Oh, uh, that's awful. One Saturday and one Sunday, and mainly what? And I, uh, the reports were within the DFA, the Dairy Farmers of America system. There was about eighty loads of milk dumped between Western New York and and Jefferson Lewis County area. Um, mainly uh plants uh employees couldn't get in to work of course it was a holiday weekend a lot of people were off to begin with then you you've had the sickness going around as well with this uh, respiratory uh viral thing and uh so it was you know no pun intended a perfect storm of all kinds of things happening at once we had travel bans that started as early as uh Thursday, late Thursday afternoon for empty trailer bands on Interstate 81 going south into Pennsylvania. So, you know, they couldn't ship any milk south and because they couldn't get back because they could go with a loaded trailer, but they couldn't come back with an empty trailer. And uh, so there was just a lot of things that happened that, now, Ron, really made this interesting
1: Ron, one of the questions I frequently get when we have these big events or or whatever that causes milk to be dumped uh and you said eighty eighty loads eighty tractor trailer loads of milk, so that's what seven thousand gallons each yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's uh what 56,000 56, <laughs> gallons of milk had to be dumped. Yeah. So what happens when when you get that phone call telling you, "Hey, we're not going to be able to take your load of milk. We're go- you're going to have to dispose of it." What happens? What what does that mean to the farm?
2: So we still have to sample that load. We have to be able to weigh it. Uh in our case, it, the truck gets loaded we have to run it over a scale because we're direct load and then we fill out the manifest as if we were going to deliver it only it does not have a delivery point so it has a weight it has a you know the driver signature the truck all the uh you know your customer id your your tank id all that has to go in so then you dump it in the manure pit then the paperwork goes into DFA, um, in our case. And then what happens is, um, a little bit of the money, a very small percentage, 10%, maybe 15% will get recovered out of the federal milk marketing order, order one. Okay. The rest of it gets, uh, spread across all the, all members within the Northeast region in our case. So,
1: so uh, the. The membership of the cooperative pays for that milk. They would pay you for that yes, milk. Yes, yeah. yes, okay. yes. So it's sort of like an, a self-insurance type.
2: Yes, milk. yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. So uh, so in the end, the farmers do pay for it uh, to be dumped, um, and, and you're one of the members. So in the end, you end up paying yourself. Oh, yeah, um, yeah when when that milk gets dumped. Now what's what's the price of milk rate right now approximately? Uh
2: in the twenty five dollars per hundred pounds. Okay. So, so, you know, a, a tractor chair load of uh sixty thousand pounds. Uh you know, you've got uh you've got you know pretty good value there of uh of milk going down the drain.
1: So so, so you said uh How many pounds of milk on a a load?
2: 60,000.
1: All right, hang on. I'm getting the calculator out here. So that's
2: 6,100 weights or 600 hundred weights. All right,
1: so 600 times how much?
2: 25.
1: 25. So there's about $15,000 worth of milk on that load. Yes. Approximately. So $15,000 gets dumped in your manure. manure Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, that hurts. (laughs) Holy cow. Man, that is sad. And even though that gets divided out across all of the membership of uh, the cooperative, whoever your cooperative is, in this case, DFA, that's still, in the end, it's out of your pocket. Part of it's out of your pocket. Yeah. And
2: see, one of the reasons they they pick a farm like ours, because we're self-haulers, so, you know... Other places, they might just pull the plug and let it go down the drain, but, you know, we can actually, it's, it's loaded on a truck. We can weigh it and we can go dump it. They'll, it's, it's kind of efficient. So yeah they'll, uh, they'll pick, they'll pick a farm like ours to dump. And of course there was a fair amount of, see, we have a lot of milk that comes to Adams out of St. Lawrence and Franklin County. Right. And the, there was a lot of milk dumped up there because those trucks, even if the weather wasn't all that bad, which St. Lawrence County was pretty bad, especially up along the river, but those trucks couldn't get to Adams. Yeah. Even if they won't, even if there was somebody there to unload them,
1: yeah, because of the the, the travel bans yeah. and so on. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, you know, a lot of people don't realize the impacts that these weather systems have on on agriculture, especially the dairy industry. And milk is a perishable product. You can't put it in dry storage, cold storage, or, well, you can put it in cold storage, but you can't hang on to the milk at the farm for too long. It's... No,
2: 72 hours is tops. And, so we were able to, Monday morning, you know, we were we had three loads sitting here and we were able to get, of course, now here we are midweek and, and uh, everybody's scrambling because these plants that, you know, they were down all last weekend and now they got this demand coming into the new year's weekend. And uh, so there's actually, you know, milk got dumped, now there's not enough for the next few days.
0: The, Good old supply and demand. I mean, yeah.
2: yeah. Jeez.
0: Yes. I, I tell you, it just blows my mind every time I hear about milk being dumped because I am such a milk fan, and I just hate to see quality food go literally down the drain. Yeah,
2: It's well, awful. Well, you know, that's right, Al, and that's my point. Even I said to the dispatcher, I said, are you sure we have to dump this? And he said yes, and I said, you, you know, if, if the weather lifts, I said, our trucks can go anywhere. Just tell me where you need us to go. We will take it. I just, I just, you hate to do
1: it. Right. Yeah. Right. Because you you know, there's a demand out there for it. It's your livelihood. Last thing you want to see is it getting flushed into the manure storage. uh, Yeah. So, um, but you got to do what you got to do. That's, that's just the way it works. Unfortunately. Uh, well, it, it's uh, uh, it's been a wild ride, and uh, 2022 is coming to an end, Jay, and
2: uh, I suppose we got lots to look forward to in the new year, but...
0: We're hoping. <laughs>
1: lots of things
2: to reflect upon
1: for this past year, I guess. You're funny, Rod. You're funny, <laughs> Yes, <clears throat> we we do have uh, we do have a lot to look forward to, and uh, for our listeners, that's one of the things we wanted to do today, and uh, is just have an opportunity to reflect on 2022, what kind of year it was for agriculture, and also talk about uh, what we're looking at for 2023. So, Ron, if you don't mind, if there was one thing that stood out as a highlight to you for agriculture in 2022, what would that be, you know, from your perspective? what What was one of the biggest positives that you could take away from this past year?
2: Well, for us as dairy farmers, the fact that we had consistently strong milk prices for the whole year.
1: And, and they did stay strong the whole year, pretty much. Didn't yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. And coming off the previous year and a half or two with COVID and the, and the you know, the up and down and the, the whipsaw that we were experiencing with prices during during that time period. To come in to begin January 2022 with a strong price and to finish the year here in December with still having somewhat strong prices. Uh, they have softened some, but still very, very strong, strong demand, strong demand around the world for U.S. dairy. um and we've talked about this on previous podcasts, you know, between weather and and other political winds that have caused the dairy industry around the world to in other places like Europe and New Zealand and South America to really begin to struggle. Um we've we've been very, very fortunate here to to have this year to rebuild cash to you know, get debt paid down. Uh, the industry is pretty strong, I think. And and yet, I still think you're going to see a lot of consolidation. I think a lot of farmers approaching retirement age are going to use the strong prices to as a means to catapult out of the industry, you know, to retire out uh, uh, mm-hmm. and end their career on a strong note. So, yeah, and it's always good let's face it it's always good if you're if you're going out if you're retiring out of the industry to go out on a positive note is is yeah. probably a farmer's dream right
1: yeah the, well, no sure it's sort of like that recent episode of uh Yellowstone where uh John Dutton's having the big uh uh, uh roundup there out in the out in the uh, f- you know mountains and he's got that old friend of his uh, that's riding with him and they they go to sleep that night and (laughs) uh, the old guy's laying there on the ground next to him John wakes up in the morning and the old guy doesn't and John goes (laughs) well I guess if you're going to die that's a cowboy way to die (laughs) And I was thinking to myself watching it yeah you know if I'm going to die I'd rather die sitting in my tree stand than laying in a hospital bed I've
0: often thought the perfect thing would be just take a nice walk out in the woods and sit down under an old maple or something and, just, and just, yeah, yeah, and say goodbye.
1: You know, hopefully, they don't find me all picked apart by the right. yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, I guess that's not the greatest analogy, Ron, but yeah. you know, if you're a dairy farmer and you can retire when prices are good. Uh, yeah. versus retiring when things aren't so good.
2: You're going out on a high note and you're going out the way you want to go out. And uh, no, I just, I think that's really, you know, I think we need to really counter blessings within this industry of where we stand, even going forward. And even with all the headwinds that are continually thrown our way with labor and, government policies and everything else we still can hold our head high that uh you know we're a strong industry and the north country is still a great place to make
1: milk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, Al, what about from your perspective? You're not directly in agriculture, but you get to observe a lot of things. What would you say, you know, as best you can?
0: Well, I I do my observing at the supermarket. There you go. And uh pretty much the, I, I like the way the prices have pretty much stuck to uh, affordability, I guess. You know, cr- dairy products across, I mean, everybody's been hit with the inflation at the supermarket. But uh, still, uh, it, it seems it must be the demand is still there in a big way for dairy products right at the supermarket level.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, demand's, it's the eggs that are Florida driving me nuts. What? Huh? It's the eggs that are driving me nuts. The, <laughs> price, the price of eggs is insane.
2: Well, you well, know, and of course, you know, you got to recognize now that a lot of that is not necessary inflationary right. causes. But avian swine flu really, yeah. really yeah. took out the bird population yeah. to a point of just decimating it. Yeah. And unfortunately still continues to show up in places. And when it comes in, I mean, it's it,
1: devastating. You're done. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. It, I actually got hit by that. Uh, yesterday I, I stepped into a meeting of a board of directors. Um, and, uh, one of the people says, Hey, what's going on with egg production? And, um, they were asking about, you know, egg production here in Northern New York. And, You know, unfortunately, one of our major egg producers, you know, and rightly so, they decided to throw in the towel and retire and stuff. Um, but you know, I got hit by that. <laughs> I'm like, wow, these egg, this egg things really sticking on people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and sure. it's so it was funny you just brought that up yeah. because well, you know. I eat more eggs than ever
0: before since I retired. I love to get up in the morning, have my my bacon and, and eggs in the morning. You know, and uh-huh. so I eat a lot more eggs. And I just wasn't ever able to do it while I was working. Right, because you're up. Yeah, you I was were up working at, at four yeah, o'clock. Yeah, in the morning, exactly. Right? Yes, yeah. so and now I leisurely enjoy my breakfast. Every morning, you know, <laughs> re, re, one of life's simple pleasures. And so I buy lots more eggs than I ever have before. <laughs> that in my is life. interesting.
1: Yeah, I will make a mental note that Al needs his eggs. <laughs> so the next <laughs> egg program we're doing, we're gonna make sure that we're supporting egg production here because you're the second person in two days that's brought well, up. Well, you know,
0: when, me. when you go from like paying, like you know, I'm a cheapskate, and, and, and you know, I got you to paying like ninety nine cents or less a dozen, yeah. you know, and two fifty three dollars a dozen. It's, it's
1: crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. And, yeah, and more. Sometimes, and more. I absolutely. Mean, yeah. 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 You buy so, the organic uh, yeah. ones. Watch. Yeah. On oh you wow. Pay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I just go searching for the lowest price. You know, and. uh fact, I think
2: my crazy. grandson. My grandson's got his little egg business going, and this summer there he was. He was getting like four fifty dollars 50 a dozen. Oh, I believe Whoa, it, yeah. Moses, he's, wow.
1: he's gonna be. he's going to be the next John Dutton of yeah. Jefferson yeah. County.
2: Because I said to him, I said, isn't that price gouging? And he said, well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. he goes, hey, the market will bear He said, I'm sorting them the size and color, and I'm going to demand a high price. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Big we need, we need to get him uh some kind of cowboy hat. Well he's probably already got got one knowing <laughs> oh, him.
2: Yeah, 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 he's uh you do know by the way too, Colin got uh second place in the um uh, in the deer uh I don't know if of the deer slang youth deer slang or whatever entry, uh, he got second
1: place. Really? Nice. Well, I have no doubt. I'm surprised he did get first with the bucky shot. Holy cow! <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen a buck that big. Oh, oh really? Oh. oh yeah. How old's Colin? He's twelve. Twelve. You know, twelve year old goes out and shoots this monster. I mean, this thing is like <laughs> giant. Wow. I'd, I'd probably have wet pants from seeing that <laughs> yeah. thing out in the woods. Here he is. He's twelve year old and he bam down it goes. I'm like, Jeepers. So well good for you. That's the other thing, Jay,
2: I gotta say, is uh you know, is as many challenges as we have around, but being around my grandkids and being around their friends, um I actually uh I actually have high hopes for that generation. They uh there seems to be somehow or another a renewed entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, they seem to like the outdoors. Um, you know, I just it gives me hope that we're we're turning a corner there. Yeah, with I, that generation.
1: I agree and that. That's a good point, Ron. You know, and that would be one of my highlights of 2023 is. You know, I I see the younger generations uh, coming up through like the ag programs we have here in the county. We're very fortunate. We we're we're having growth in those programs, and the students that are going through those. For example, I just got contacted by an FFA student down at South Jeff. He's trying to sell his hydroponic operation. Here's a kid. He's He's been operating a hydroponic operation for a year or two already. I'm like cheapers, wow, you very know. Cool. He's yeah. been growing greens and stuff, and he wants to move on. Which okay, that's cool. He's trying to sell the the equipment and stuff right now. I'm like cheapers, you know. This kid at that age, all I was doing was ch- watching the girls walking by. <laughs> Here he's growing, <laughs> you know, leafy greens and yeah. stuff. It's like yeah. You know, and your grandson, he's, he's raising eggs and he's becoming an egg tycoon here in Jefferson yeah. County. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, seeing those, those younger generations, you know, coming up through doing things already, they're not waiting until they're out of college. They're, they're starting businesses now and, and making money at it. And, you know, how, how important that is these days
0: that's america
1: that is america right there and and yeah. that's what there is to look forward to is that america that's coming up through and and learning the benefits of capitalism, learning how to make money, learning how to run a business, and how to be good citizens, that's what we need more of.
0: And let's hope that they can stand firm against the political environment they're growing <laughs> up in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's for certain. That's for certain.
2: Well, well I know, uh, I I even hear stories from school where some of these kids, my grandson included, they, they challenge some of the teachers
0: sometimes. Good and, for
1: them. Uh, yeah. As you know, they should. Yeah, respectfully. You know? Yeah, sure. Respectfully. Yeah. That's I, America, too. I always taught Nate, you know, you, you stand up for what you think is right, respectfully, and, you know, state your case. Be ready to take the, you know, Be ready to listen and learn and be proven wrong from time to time. But never be afraid to speak up and say, hey, I don't necessarily agree with this. This is what I believe to be true and have the facts to back it up. That's the important part.
2: That's very important. And I just I think those are all things that, you know. Make me get up in the morning and say, you know, there's with all the challenges, we're, we're still moving forward. We're, you know, New York state doesn't make it easy. The federal government doesn't make it easy, but there is a, a kindling spirit there that'll keep us uh, keep us rolling forward. So let's hope as we go into 2023 here that, uh, you know, we can overcome all that's coming at us and we can keep moving forward. I. I think from an ag perspective, you know, we're seeing things like China's, you know, this COVID thing is just really bad in China. And um, if we can just get them open back up, um, demand for U.S. agricultural products is going to just soar. Um, You know, weather's going to continue to be a challenge. There's no doubt that we're undergoing some form of climate change. I think, you know, we all we just i think we're 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 looking at the issue through the wrong lens. Absolutely. Um, oh, I agree with
1: you 100% absolutely. on that.
2: You know, and we're not and in doing so, we're not preparing ourselves appropriately for what potentially can lie ahead over the next, you know, decade or
0: so. Sure.
1: Two, right. Unfortunately. Right. And it, it, you know, go ahead, Ron. I apologize. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, I agree completely with that. Um, you know, I, I, climate change is happening. Um, it's inevitable. Yeah,
0: it's changed day to day since the world was created.
1: Right, but I, I, yeah. you know, and I will, I will say though that man, humans uh, impact climate change. We do have an impact on. There's just there's a lot of us on this planet, over eight billion people. We're bound yeah. to have an influence, and that number is not slowing down, unfortunately. So. We do have to figure out how to have less of an impact on our environment. However, however, here's the, here's, like I said, there's 8 billion people and that number continues to grow. So we're always going to have, you're, you, the United States can do net zero, whatever you want to call it, you know, carbon impact, however they refer to it. We can do that. But guess what? All those third world countries are going to make up for it. So what the United States has the ability to do as we try to have a less impact on the environment, on climate change, What the United States really has the capability of doing is helping the world develop the technologies to adapt to that climate change as it's happening. Adapt. You're not going to prevent it. You're not going to stop it completely. So you better figure out how to adapt to it how to deal with those changes, how to produce the food that we're going to need to feed that 9 billion plus people that are going to happen, that are going to be standing on this earth in a few short years. You better figure out how to feed those people, how to have the energy production in all forms to be able to power what we need to power, how to heat the homes that we need to heat, so that we don't have people dying in the streets in a blizzard um you know how do we how do we deal with all of that that's where we first thing you do is
2: you you foster food production you foster energy production you don't restrict it like we're doing right now and i mean look at what they're doing you had the podcast with dr mittler on what's going on with the duck farmers and taking land out of production i mean (laughs) You've got to feed no and fuel,
0: and,
2: and, and you've got to do so. I mean, the U.S. is a poster child for producing food and energy, clean and safe. And what we are trying to do makes absolutely zero sense whatsoever.
0: Uh, uh, you know, i got to interrupt you guys because <laughs> what, what you gentlemen don't understand is that it's the politicians who have all the answers and know how to solve these problems. <laughs> okay. I, I there. Yeah,
1: there, you're right. Al. You know, I control your microphone over here. I'm, just saying, well, for I'm, once. I'm sorry. After, to after it to you, seven years of working together, I now have the power to turn your damn microphone. Apparently,
0: on. you guys haven't been listening to the news. It's the politicians who solve the problems for the rest of us. Yeah, and oh, the sooner man. we realize and, that, the better. That's right, and we're going to see more of that in 2023.
1: And folks this is the last podcast of 2022 and i'm not sure that i'll be t- only kidding no you're i understand no. what you're saying now and that's
0: uh, that's really the sad part <laughs> it is sad because you know yeah if i wasn't laughing right now i would be crying
1: <laughs> well, big tears yeah
2: because yeah. that's the other part when we talk about our grandkids and we talk about this younger generation of entrepreneurial spirit that that seems to be kindled out there. You know, that has no chance of survival under our current path. If if we, uh, you know, to survive and foster and and prosper, if if we don't figure this out, I mean, I just hope we're somewhere along the way we're smart enough to realize that, you know. This is you got to feed and fuel your your people around the world, and you got to do it with the best technology you can do it. But God gave us these resources of Absolutely. being able to produce food and fuel. Um, and if you lose sight of that, boy, we're we're in tough shape.
0: So many people can't see the blessings that surround them. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: It, again, it's learning to work with what you have. Right. Adapt that so that it is clean. And be able to feed, clothe, shelter your people. Um, and you know, provide a good environment for the wildlife for all the animal species that populate this earth. So
2: you know, I, I look at all the things they're throwing at farmers right now and I <laughs> and I look around our farm, the abundance of wildlife, the greenery, the the uh, our ability to produce crops and produce milk so much more efficiently um than my grandfather and my father did i mean it's just unbelievable what we can accomplish today using less resources of water fertilizers chemicals you name it <laughs> um and and we get no credit for it i mean that's that's really, you know, I just hope as we go into a new year here that something some flicker of light appears somewhere that says, you know what? We need to celebrate what's happening. Absolutely.
1: In our yeah. Well, you've you've reduced your water usage by seventy percent since your grandfather farmed. You've reduced your carbon footprint by forty percent since your grandfather farmed. That's pretty significant progress. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and in in uh, you know in forty years, fifty years, yeah. we've done all that. Yep, you know.
1: Yep, that's that. That's the. Those are the stats. I mean, you can't deny them. Those are the stats. The facts of what we've been able to do in
0: our land, water, and, and air is cleaner than any time since the start of the Industrial Revolution. It's it's unbelievable what a beautiful
1: place we live in. Yeah. people don't see it. Yeah, well. It, and so, in fairness, I'll say that we need to continue that. Absolutely, trend. You sure. Know, we we have a lot of work to do still, um, and we there's we, always room for improvement. Yeah, we continue to develop the technologies to be able to do that. Um, so we shouldn't like the Netherlands. We is doing. We shouldn't go backwards. We should look at okay, how do we use new technologies to reduce the issues that do exist. And so we're doing that constantly. Uh, gentlemen, we have run very long here, uh, but it's been an interesting conversation. Well,
2: it is the end of the year. Right? <laughs> There's a lot of pent up energy after a five
1: day blizzard. It, yeah. I guess so, <laughs> I'm like jeepers. Oh, I, I, so yeah but it's I, I think i hope the listeners feel the same way i've enjoyed the conversation it's it's always great having you guys together and uh you know we we have a lot of fun and hopefully share some good information al any uh, any parting words my friend into the new year off we go off we go let's go uh ron how about you sir Well,
2: I'm here till next Tuesday, then I'm going down to the Southern Command Center uh, for a while. We're going to be doing a little farming down there this winter. And uh, so maybe along the way, I can kind of bring our listeners along with our... uh, with our so-called southern exposure that we're going to have this
1: year. Indeed. <laughs> and that's when Al and I sit here jealous. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe
2: you guys will have to come down for a remote uh, session.
0: Oh, yeah. We can do that. I I, that. Ya, this, I, uh, I, I intend this, to before the winter's over.
1: Uh, all of this equipment packs into one suitcase, so I can do yeah. that. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
2: So, well, all right. We'll look forward to checking in from down there. Uh, Jay, you have a happy new year. Al have a happy new year. you uh, too, right?
1: You too. And to all of our listeners, we we do hope that you have a prosperous, happy, and healthy uh 2023. And thank you for joining us here on Jay Madison's Rural America.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America. Make sure to join us weekly. If you have any questions about the show, call Jay at 315-782-5865. For more information, visit www.agricultureevents.com or jcida.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Jay Madison's Rural America.